they'll be back in the gym. And so if you take that, all the experience they had, everything they did, it's uh, I just love the future of this program. And, and, and it better be good because the Big Ten's so darn good, you better not stop. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Divine Intervention. I'm Derek Devine. With me, Craig Compton. And this is an exciting week, Craig. Michigan is headed to the Final Four. And I'm having a lot of flashbacks to five years ago when this happened. Oh, you can't help but do that. I remember uh, just this past weekend when they took down Florida State, my wife and I sat and watched for quite a while some highlights from the 2013 season on YouTube. And you, you can't help but flashback to that. And obviously that year uh, ended in a tough loss to Louisville in the national title game uh, since been vacated. And so technically you could say Michigan was, was the national champion. Hang the banner. Won't ever, won't ever, won't ever officially uh, be a banner uh, because of the circumstances. But I was thinking about it this week, and I just kind of want to talk about the similarities and the differences because it feels very similar. Michigan's going to the Final Four, and my excitement's the same, and I think my confidence is even the same. Uh, but if you look at kind of the difference between Michigan basketball then and now, I feel like then when you had Trey Burke and Tim Hardaway, Glenn Robinson, Mitch McGarry going off, I mean, you had a lot of players that were, were new, uh, like you do in, in today's Michigan team. But I feel like you kind of expected that team to make the national championship uh, if they got a run going. And although we thought this could be possible if Michigan got it going, especially when they proved that they were really good in the Big Ten tournament. I think a lot of people kind of counted them out uh, after looking at other teams in the tournament, including Virginia, who, who got beat uh, by a 16 seed. A lot of people have Villanova in their championship game winning it all, a team that's still in it in Kansas. Uh, no one had Loyola Chicago, unless you were a Loyola Chicago fan or alum, which is probably about 17 people and Sister Jean. So that's obviously not something that, that a lot of people thought either, but... I look into it, and I have as much confidence as I did in 2012 and 2013. What about you? Yeah, I think about it, and I I probably lean on the side of I have more confidence now. Um, not because they're a better team uh, necessarily, but just thinking back to then, uh, you know, they were obviously stacked in 2013. They had some real good basketball players. And, but I think about where Michigan basketball was at at that point and where it had been, and it just seemed kind of weird to me that Michigan was – you know, doing so well and making such a deep run that every game it was like, man, I'm turning this on, but I'm scared of what the outcome could be. Uh, and obviously things were good up until the finals. So this year I'm a little bit more confident because I think we've been there before. So uh, it just feels right to be back. And I'm excited. I, I think that, you know, you've got to like our odds in the Final Four game. Obviously Loyola Chicago has done some great things this season, but I think, you know, I would much rather be facing them than the other two teams in, in the bracket. So I remember I I remember looking at the 2013 team, and a lot of people obviously penciled them in for the, the South Dakota State. There's a lot of talk nationally about how VCU uh, was so tough that Michigan wouldn't be able to get past them in their, in their defense and Shaka Smart. Uh, the Kansas game, one that we'll never forget with Trey Burke's incredible shot, literally uh, saved Michigan's season there. Uh, a beat down of Florida, very similar to the Texas A&M, uh, and then a close scrappy win against Syracuse in a low-scoring game. That was the game that I remember being just so nervous about. Uh, Michigan obviously pulls it off. Uh, they win that game, and then they play 
Louisville in, in one of the crazier games you've seen with Spike Al- Albrecht going for 17 points. Luke Hancock went off for Louisville. Two guys that I'm sure uh, both opposing coaches and teams knew about, but but not really were the focus for any of the squads. And so I honestly feel like at least Final Four-wise, Loyola Chicago and that year Syracuse team are much different teams. Uh, but Loyola Chicago is a solid basketball team. People give them a lot of credit and you've got to think that most people are rooting for them going into Saturday night. Oh, absolutely. People are pulling for them, especially old Sparty fans are, are definitely pulling for them, which is kind of a shame because I remember just a few years ago we were being told left and right that we should root for Sparty because, well, they're the Michigan team. Um, so I better be hearing them cheer for the Maize and Blue, but I don't think so. I think uh, obviously Loyal Chicago has done great things, like I said, like you said, think they've got some some really talented guard play they make some really good decisions and I think they're going to play some tough defense the one thing I will say is I don't know if you were able to see their game against Kansas State or not but um, the last I don't know seven minutes or so K-State kind of upped the pressure on defense and I think Loyal Chicago I don't know if it caught them off guard or maybe they just aren't that strong of a team when they're pressured but I think the, the biggest thing for Michigan in this game is if they can come out playing really tough defense, I think that they can get out to a big lead, no problem. And so when you talk about having more confidence this year than in 2013, is it because who's left in the field, or is it more because of what you've seen so far and with what Michigan's achieved? Well, I think, for one, it's Loyola Chicago and not Syracuse. Um, obviously, I don't want to look ahead to any games, but Loyola Chicago is a little bit easier opponent to take on uh, on paper, maybe maybe not even on paper, but just the name uh, Loyal Chicago is easier to swallow than Syracuse. So I think that's a big thing. But also just, like I said, being back uh, in the Final Four again uh, for the second time here in a few years. And I think, you know, the coaching staff is maybe the best in the country. I think there's just so much positive things surrounding this team, whether it's, you know, leadership from – Muhammad Ali Abdul-Rahman or Mo Wagner or exciting freshman play or whatever it might be. Uh, I think there's just so many things that I look for in each game that they just continue to show up consistently. And I think that's a big thing that the coaching staff has kind of preached all year is just to be consistent and play our game. And I think obviously it's worked this far. So One of the things that I'm really curious to know, and we won't ever find this out, but what would the narrative be if it was Virginia, Michigan, Kansas, and Villanova, or Cincinnati, the two-seed in Loyola Chicago's bracket? Would Michigan be the story, you think, just because of, of people not really counting them as, as the favorite to win? I mean, Virginia was the ultimate favorite, Villanova runner-up, and then Kansas, obviously, a one-seed as well. Would three Michigan be the, the best story in the tournament at that point? I think so, yeah. I think if, if we were facing Virginia this weekend, I don't think uh, many people would give us a shot at all. Uh, maybe even Cincinnati, a lot of teams, or a lot of people wouldn't give us a shot, but um, I'm glad that we're in the position that we're in. Like I said, I don't want to take anybody lightly, but I would much rather face a loyal Chicago than a Virginia or a Cincinnati or a lot of other teams in that bracket. And so we talk about the comparison of the two uh, both obviously memorable and will be no matter what happens this weekend uh, with Michigan. Just being in the Final Four feels like where John Beeline belongs, and it's what he's been working for, uh, and so it's good to see that. One of the things that I found most fascinating after reading a recap, which has been some time since I had 
I know you talked about looking at some of the moments on YouTube. I did that not too long ago. But in one of the recaps, Glenn Robinson III said, we knew in this game, and this is uh, talking about Michigan-Louisville in the national championship, we knew in this game it was going to come down to who played better defense. And in the second half, Louisville did. That right there, I think is so... I think that's awesome to hear because what has changed between this team and and that team and just John Beeline and, and his program in general is good defense. And Michigan's literally won three out of the four games in the tournament this year because of sound defense. Obviously, against Texas A&M, they went off for 99 points. Other scores, 61 to 47, 64 to 63, and 58 to 54. They haven't allowed an opponent other than Texas A&M where they won by 27, over 70 points. That is defense, and I think that a lot of people are talking about the Michigan defense, one of the third third best in the nation, uh, and, and probably one of the best remaining in the tournament, if not the best remaining in the tournament. That's, a, that's amazing to me to read that, because that's exactly what's happened, is John Beeline has gone out and found guys to bring defense to Michigan basketball, and I think that's how they do it if they're going to win the national championship. Yeah, and that really started, I think, going back to last year. Um, they really started preaching defense and and being, uh, you know, blue collar. I guess you could say after uh, what game was that? That uh, Illinois, maybe. I know what you're talking about. I can't think of the. It was opponent. Illinois, I think. Yeah. Um, they were called, you know, white collar, and they don't like to work and. Um, Ever since that point, it seemed like defense has kind of been what they've focused on, and I think you're right. I think if they're going to – say they get through this game and, and they're in the finals, they're going to have to play solid defense because although their offense is good, I don't think – I don't know that they can hang with a Villanova or a Kansas offensively. I don't know that they can light up a scoreboard consistently. And if you look at the tournament, I mean, that's proof enough right there. The, the shots aren't falling. You've got to play defense. So – Let's go. Let's go on the uh, maybe the sadder edge of things here. Uh, we'll we'll assume that they can get past Loyola Chicago for this conversation. Michigan loses again in the national championship. Is it tougher than losing to Louisville in two thousand thirteen, or does it feel the same? I don't know that it's necessarily tougher. Um, it it definitely. I mean, I'm already sad just thinking about it, but. I don't know that it's tougher because I think that either Kansas or Villanova is a maybe a better opponent than Louisville was that year. So, uh, and I, and I don't think that like you said earlier, uh, you know, not a lot of people picked Michigan to be here. I picked them once the tournament started to be here, but uh, at the beginning of the year, even halfway through the year, no way I would have thought they'd be here. So, um, definitely a pleasant surprise, and I mean. As a diehard Michigan fan my whole life, I obviously want them to win for, for my own good. But, man, I want them to win for John Beeline more than anything. I want him to, to get a national championship with Michigan, and I think that would just be great. And I think that's the part where I was thinking, like, this story is a really good story. It's just being kind of overshadowed by Loyola Chicago because this is a team. I don't know if there's any Michigan fan that would have looked at this team heading into 2018 and said, hey, this is going to be a national championship contending team. A lot of people were wondering, oh, man, if they don't step it up and find a way to win some big ball games, they might not make the tournament. And that was when we had no clue that the Big Ten was going to get no credit, uh, which would have been even tougher. If they would have lost a few more games in the Big Ten, it was very obvious that only four teams were going to get in, really kind of in the beginning of February. 
And so I think that the story is a good one. Obviously, the, the best way to end it is by winning in any other result, whether it's losing in the Final Four or losing in the championship game, is a tough pill to swallow. And I'm right with you. I think this would be so incredible to see John Beeline get this national championship, something he really deserves, uh, something that these players deserve, something that I believe us fans deserve, especially even five years ago, Michigan was so close. But, you know, the reality is, is in college basketball this season, these are apparently the four best teams left in the game, and these are all teams that equally think they deserve a championship. Uh, all have the confidence that they, they can win one, including Loyola Chicago, a team that's proven to be a, a really good team, even though I think that they're on paper and even watching them, like you mentioned, uh, in, their, in their previous game against Kansas State. You can see where they're beatable. You can also see where they might run out of steam. I look at a Villanova, and I hate looking ahead too, but Villanova definitely looks better than Louisville did in 2013. Kansas, yeah. a little bit on and off. They had an outstanding yep. game against Duke that would give them confidence. Louisville had a similar game that year that gave them confidence. They had Kevin Ware go down and break his entire leg, which gave them an insane amount of emotion and adrenaline and whatever whatever they whatever they got off of that horrible circumstance. But for me, I'm very confident Michigan's in the national championship. I will be the first to admit I'm wrong if Loyola Chicago comes out and beats the crap out of them. I hope that doesn't happen, but I'm confident, and I think that if Michigan plays like they did against Texas A&M, I think they're the best team left, don't you? Oh, I feel like this could be uh, a very similar to Texas A&M. They get to go back, um, you know, get a little rest, get some some practice under their belt, and then they come into this game, and I think they're going to be firing on all cylinders. I think their offense is going to be a well-oiled machine. They're going to, I think they're going to put up a lot of points against Loyola Chicago. Um, the question for me, like I said, is just their defense, and they've they've proven that they've they can play very solid defense. And if they come out and play solid defense for the first, I don't know, 10, 12 minutes of that game, I don't give Loyal Chicago a shot of winning that game. And if they do, hats off to them. But uh, I'm I'm just very confident in the athletes that Michigan has, the coaching staff that Michigan has, the story that they have, everything that they've got going right now. Um, I don't see Loyola Chicago stopping that. So looking ahead, which we hate doing because this might not even happen, you can pick Villanova, Kansas, do a hybrid between the two. Can Michigan win a game like they did against Houston or, or like they did against Florida State where it just relies on defense, or do you think it takes a, a much more special performance to beat either two of those Blue Bloods? Well, the tough thing with that, um, you know, Michigan – likes to play solid defense and then they like to get out and run and I think when Michigan gets in that half court offense um, that's when things really start to go south for them they 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 stand around they're not cutting to the hoop there's not open shots they're forcing a lot of things and I think with a team like Kansas or Villanova if you you want to beat a high-powered offense like that you've got to slow the game down you've got to control it on your own terms and so that puts them in the half court offense which really scares me but if they're playing solid enough defense, I think they could score enough points to beat one of those two teams. Yeah, what I liked about Texas A&M is they had the transition going from uh, fast breaks to open threes, but they also seemed to, to be open on every single shot. They just had Texas A&M's defense figured out the entire night, and then obviously not missing many shots helps those efforts. For me, I honestly just think if Michigan can avoid the scoring droughts, 
Uh, they had a couple of those big ones against Florida State. Uh, all teams have scoring droughts in college basketball. That's why the scores are so low. Uh, but if you can avoid massive four, six-minute scoring droughts, uh, hit free throws, and then obviously play sound defense, I do honestly think that Michigan has a really, really high chance of winning the national championship. And, Craig, I guess at this point we just wait and find out what happens. Yeah, I think that's just it. If they are to make it to the, to the national championship, I think the biggest thing you just touched on it, free throws, and I think Mo Wagner staying out of foul trouble. Um, he's been getting just a lot of tic-tac calls where he swings his arms and he says his arms are straight up. It seems like almost every game he's got three or four fouls that all kind of look the same. Or he's setting a screen and he sticks his leg out and trips a guy and then says he didn't do anything. Um, just stay out of foul trouble, Mo. We love you, and we uh, definitely need you. Not that John Teske hasn't been great, uh, but we definitely need some Mo Wagner. So can't wait to see what happens. All right, last thing, prediction for Saturday, and if on to Monday, prediction for who they're playing and what happens. Uh, I think we beat Loyola Chicago by 15-plus points. Oh, man, I'd love to see that. I don't think, it's, I, I don't think this one's going to be close. I think – I just don't see how Michigan cannot come out firing on all cylinders, but we'll have to see. Uh, if they, you know, they get through that game, I think they take on Villanova, as much as that kills me to say because – I'm a big Kansas fan all around, so would love to see KU, but at the same time, I think Villanova's going to be there, and I think that's going to be a tight game all the way down down to the wire, and that's why I think free throws and Mo Wagner being out of foul trouble is going to be key. And uh, I don't even know a prediction for that. We'll, we'll save that for later. So for me, uh, I'm going to go with the win against Loyola Chicago. I'm not going to the 15-point range, but even if it's a game where Michigan's not firing on all cylinders, I think that they have – a good enough defense and a, I don't know, an offense that works uh, well enough to win a ball game like they've done three out of the four times in the tournament. I pick Villanova as well. I also pick them in my bracket. So selfishly, I need the points. I want to uh, be the champion in a couple of brackets. Also, I think I'd feel uh, like it was more rewarding to beat a Villanova just two years removed from a national championship and a team that everybody has seemed to fall in love with. Uh, on the basketball court. But beating a Kansas or seeing that rematch from the, the famous Trey Burke shot game uh, would be exciting too. So at the end of the day, I just want to see, at the end of Monday night, I should say, I want to see Michigan uh, uh, cutting the nets down. I think that would be special. I'll probably ball my eyes out, and hopefully I'll be in Chrysler uh, partying up with all of the college kids and pretending I'm young again. So with that, we'll end things hopefully next week if we get back together and talk about a win. If you don't hear from us from about four weeks, it's because Michigan lost to Chicago. We'll Thanks for listening. <laughs> Go Blue.